Hey, what's up guys? My name is Dr. Tom LeHue. Welcome to my channel and uh, we're going to be talking about type 7s and of course I am a type 7. I got a cool shirt on today. 7s have more fun. Uh, this was given to me by one of my subscribers. Jason reached out to me and I put a link in the description below to his uh, Etsy store. Uh, if you're interested in getting a shirt like this one, um, check it out. Anyway, um, I want to talk to you about type 7s and before we do, just a reminder that in the description below is a link to my website, tomlehue.com, where you can book Enneagram coaching appointments for yourself or as a couple, whatever I can do to help you and help you see what you know health and balance might look like for you. Uh, maybe you're just stuck and you feel stuck in life and need somebody to talk to. I'd love to meet with you. Also there is information on my website about the classes I offer. I if you're interested in using the Enneagram and learning how to use it as a coaching tool, I'd love for you to sign up for one of those classes. Also, there is a page on my website, the events page, where if you would love uh, to have me come and speak to your team or speak to your staff or your nonprofit, I would, I would love to meet your people and love to help them see how the Enneagram is relevant to life and can be very practical in helping us learn to get along with each other and to be more productive. Um, so let's jump into the information today. And uh, the, the section I'm reading is from uh, Beatrice Chestnut's book, The Enneagram Guide to Waking Up, where she talks about some of the, the key patterns of each type. And when you get to type seven, one of the things that she says about sevens is they have a tendency to avoid pain. And if you are a seven, then you probably understand uh, this without a lot of explanation. But if you're not a seven, you might uh, you might be interested in, in understanding more about this. This tendency to avoid pain or to move toward pleasure or to move toward what we think will make us happy or what we think will satisfy us while moving away from whatever feels painful. And sometimes it could be actual pain, like physical pain, such as going to the dentist but it could also just be things that are associated with pain in the mind, such as tedious or boring tasks, uh, things that feel difficult or monotonous, could feel painful and therefore might have a tendency to be avoided by type sevens. So she says, ask yourself if you hold a, if you build a life script on being happy. Nothing wrong with that. I mean, doesn't everybody want to be happy? And it's great to move toward happiness and to try to be a happy person or an upbeat person. But just notice if it becomes a, a solid part of the way you see your identity, like a pillar of your identity. And chasing happiness is very different than bringing happiness. And when you're chasing happiness, you're running away from pain. You're running away from and avoiding painful, difficult situations. And that might not be problematic all the time, but certainly a lot of life is going to be painful. And to fully experience life, um, we must recognize that we have to slow down and sometimes endure and persevere difficult times. Uh, knowing that they won't kill us, knowing that it won't overtake us, but sometimes it can feel like it does. And you know, this has been explained in some of the Enneagram books and uh, by teachers like myself, and I certainly identify with this, that painful situations to a seven could feel like they're going to overwhelm and overtake us. I know they're not, but it does feel that way. Like if I were to go to this emergency room and be in this difficult environment, I might never be able to escape this. I might be stuck here uh, forever. And, you know, my head will explode. My eyes will fall out of my head, you know. Um, okay, so it's not necessarily rational. Um, notice if you automatically reframe negatives into positives. 
Reframing is all about, you know, your perspective and how you decide to see things or the story you tell yourself. And it can be very good to reframe sometimes negative things into a more positive outlook. Uh, but sometimes it can be problematic. Um, maybe not taking the time to slow down and see life as it really is or to hear people what they're actually saying or to take constructive criticism or feedback. If everything you hear, you tend to reframe it to the positive by saying, well, to be fair, I mean, I, I didn't really like that job. And, you know, this just gives me an opportunity to try something new or try something different. And we weren't getting along all that well anyway. And, you know, you might need to be reminded that a normal person right now would be feeling sadness or would be feeling defeated or discouraged. And it's not it's not a bad thing to feel those feelings. And sometimes it might be very important to sit with those feelings long enough to let them do in us what is necessary to be done. If I just, you know, immediately go out and, and start applying for another job and never really process why this job let me go, then it might, that might become a pattern in my life and I might just repeat that pattern. I can remember when my girls were little, before we had a son and we had three little girls and uh, we had to get rid of our dog. Our family dog um, became aggressive and I just didn't want to risk it with my little girls. And he actually bit my uh, the, our, our baby in the face, bit our little toddler in the face. And I thought, okay, this is done. I can't have a dog that I can't trust. And so we had to get rid of that dog. And I know immediately the impulse was we went out and got another dog. We replaced the dog. And that was a mistake. You know, the kids never really bonded with that second dog. Uh, they never really connected. Um, and maybe part of that is because we never really took the time to grieve the loss of the dog we loved. And that's kind of what I'm talking about is as a seven, my tendency is to move on so quickly and to move on so abruptly because I don't like sitting with painful things that it may make it difficult for me to be able to truly move on. So I'm desperate to move on from something painful, but if I don't really process pain, I don't really process sorrow and grief and, and all of those emotions, then it might, I might find that they do catch up with you. Um, and it might be hard to, to really move forward in any significant way without coming back and processing uh, you know, and part of it too is, if you love something like that dog, uh, part of loving it is to grieve when you have to be separated from it. And part of that grief you feel is an expression of your love. And so there's a, 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 a sense in which if you don't allow yourself to sit with the dark things or the sad times, you're not really fully experiencing what it means to love another person or to love an animal or to, uh, to fully experience joy. On one side is joy and happiness, and on the other side is, what, sorrow and sadness? And I don't really appreciate the mountain peaks if I don't allow myself to spend some time in the valleys below. And just realize as a seven, you may have a hard time really sitting with difficult things. You may just think, for, for, for example, I can't be in hospitals. I can't be, you know in a nursing home. That's just too depressing. It's just too sad. I can't be there. When reality is, is probably out of everybody on the Enneagram, 
you should probably be the one there. You should watch that movie Patch Adams and you'll see what I'm saying, uh, where Robin Williams, a seven, you know, becomes a doctor and, and, and you know, his, he brings joy with him into the darkest places, into children's hospitals. But if you're a person that can't, can't stomach that kind of thing and can't sit with pain or children's homes or orphanages or, um, you know, um, well, just realize that about yourself is that you sound like a seven right now and you certainly can do these things it's just not maybe easy for you you certainly can go to lowe's and <clears throat> spend your saturday buying or home depot and buying the what i'm saying is the hardware store you can go to the hardware store and spend your morning buying all the things you need to do repairs around your house you might not enjoy it you might not think it's fun you might feel like your soul is dying a little bit on the inside but you certainly can with work face these dragons and um and develop an ability to sit with difficult tedious boring you know things okay all right what else does she say she says you have a tendency to look on the bright side which again 70 percent of the time is a great skill a great ability i wish other people could do this easier but sometimes it's not wise to look at the bright side sometimes you must face the rain she says, um, you try to put a positive spin on things, focusing on things that make you feel good and trying to run away from things that make you feel bad. So remember Indiana Jones in the temple of, or in the Raiders of the Lost Ark when that big stone is chasing him and he's trying to run as fast as he can to not get run over by the stone. Um, you know, everybody can see as a seven what you're running toward. You're running toward fun, excitement. You're running toward hobbies and interests. You're running toward maybe... Um, uh, substances, food, alcohol, uh, music. You're running toward um, anything that's new and exciting and provocative or um, um, anything that glitters or sparkles. But maybe you should take a second and turn around and look at what you're running from. What are you running from? Well, I'm running from boredom. I'm running from uh, responsibility. I'm running from things I don't want to do or uh, things that are not pleasant or sad or are difficult. But a lot of life is going to be sad and difficult. I mean, we don't get to spend every day at the circus. Some days we spend in the nursing home. Some days we spend in the funeral home. Some days we spend in, in the police office or in the principal's office. And so being able to be fully present to life, this is what I'm talking about, is even sometimes when you can think of a better option, you know, it's hard sometimes to not let your mind dwell on that better option or what else could be and to fully be present in what is. So you take your kids to the amusement park or you take them to a museum and they're not getting along so well. Do you want to escape this? Do you feel frustrated and irritated by other people's behavior and you just wish the day was over? You could go home and withdraw? Or can you shine the light instead of you know, trying to focus on the light, could you then shine the light into this um, environment and either not feel like you have to raise the energy or raise the energy and make it a more positive environment rather than escaping a tedious or negative environment? Okay, what else does she say? Um, you might run away from painful emotions. We've already talked about that. Do you really feel your feelings and take time to sit and feel your feelings? I know when I first started thinking about this, I realized I don't really feel my feelings as much as I think my feelings. 
and there might be more latent anger or sadness within you than you might realize. I try to encourage sevens to slow down, get a rocking chair like this, you know, and sit in that rocking chair and turn off all the distractions, the videos, the music, the television, the phone, put it all down and uh, just watch the, uh, the, watch where your mind takes you in a non-judgmental way. Just watch uh, the movie of your mind, become an observer to the way you think, and notice how your brain skips and jumps around all over the place until that begins to slow down. Uh, it might take several days or it might take a couple of weeks for your mind to sort of slow down. And when you feel something that feels a little bit angry or you feel something that feels a little bit sad, you might recall, for example, being a kid and going to your grandmother's house and spending time with family. And now you look back and you think all those people are gone and those memories, you know, are, are bittersweet. And that's exactly the kind of thing I would like for you to, to think about and let yourself feel the feelings that come along with that. You know, those sweet memories of being a kid, those sweet memories of having extended family and, and uh, you know, being warm and well-fed and, and, and remembering the sights and sounds and smells and of that environment and allowing yourself, but see, that that's going to feel sad. But it's such a wonderful memory. It's, it's a part of your life. And, you know, it might be that there's some things in your past that need to come forward into your future or need to come forward into your present. And it could be good to remember all those people that loved you and all those people that you loved. This might be very centering for you, but it could be very difficult. One of the best things I think for sevens is to pull out a photo album and flip through pictures of the past. And just to recall and remember all of the love and all of the kindness and all of the you know, excitement and ev events and you know good things, births and tragedies and people that you see that aren't around anymore. And yeah, it's going to slow you down. And that's really good. Slow you down. And be careful not to you know just take the pictures and show them to everybody and tell funny stories. I mean, there's a time for that. You are probably very entertaining. But just to take time to sit and reflect and allow yourself to feel those sad memories, those, those beautiful, sad, um, melancholy memories, and to allow yourself to have tears. And when you feel that, you know, starting, try to lean into it. Actually allow yourself to feel these feelings. I mean, you're just going to be richer because of it. You're not, you're not going to get stuck in these feelings. You're not going to fall into a deep, dark depression. You're a seven. You're committed to happiness and sunshine and, and brightness, but allow yourself to pause long enough to really um, visit those darker places or those sad places. I think you'll come through it. I think you'll come through it a lot richer and uh, better able to appreciate the good times and more um, joyful with the mountain peaks as you allow yourself to explore the uh, the valleys below, you might say. Um, avoiding bad feelings, however, you may tend to skim the surface of life. And, you know, 70% of the time, this probably isn't a problem. To just kind of bounce around from relationship to relationship, making a lot of acquaintances and shallow friendships. I, I get it. That's probably not a bad thing all the time, but... But certainly, your life could be deeper. Your relationships could be more meaningful. But not if you don't slow down. You got to slow down. You got to rest. 
got to slow down. You got to get into silence and try to be more fully present with people. And when they start telling you their long, drawn-out sob stories of sad things that have happened to them, to, to you'll feel the impulse, perhaps, to get up and to frenetically escape this difficult conversation. But if you if you can face that dragon and 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 encourage yourself to sit and stay with this person and go through the valley with them and not hit the panic button or the escape button, um, what will happen? Well, probably your relationship will deepen and will strengthen. And you'll realize that you're better able to sit with pain than you thought you were. You'll come through it a much richer person, a much deeper person, and, and not live just in the shadow lands or just in the on the surface. What else does she say? Let's wrap this up. She says, uh, being more fully available to the experience uh, and to experience uh, your emotions and pain on a deeper level um, and more present to the moment. Because if everything has to be wonderful all the time, then really nothing is wonderful. It's all just becomes normal. Uh, so to appreciate the complexities of life, the ups and downs, highs and lows, intricacies, ins and outs of relationships, and to not feel like I have to escape all the time when things get difficult, it allows me to more fully be present to life as it is. And that's my hope for you. I'm not perfect at this at all. I'm aware of it and I'm learning and I'm growing, but I'm not saying I've got all this figured out. I'm saying I know what growth looks like for me. And if you're a seven, part of your growth journey is gonna look like what we just talked about. Being able to slow down, being able to see life as it actually is, not just as you want it to be or, or wish it could be. And to um, um, allow yourself to um, face the sad times, the painful times, the tragedies, and to come through them closer bonded to others and and deeper and richer yourself. All right, as always guys, thank you. I appreciate it and be present to life.